All right, everybody, welcome to episode 153 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL, and I am with my main man, <laughs> Bill at Super Duper Flex. Bill, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. It's been a minute, huh? It's been a minute. Obviously, uh, if you know, you know. Bill, the OG, the original, uh, the original better half of mine, getting this show started and going hard for a lot of episodes. I can't, I, I don't remember what the cutoff was exactly, but I think we got over a hundred. Oh yeah, we got over a hundred for sure. So maybe like 120, 130 range. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. So obviously, uh, Drew had some things come up. He uh, he could not be here with us, but always Drew's the man. Uh, love him, but we we brought in the uh, the closer World Series reference. You know, we, that that's brought in the lefty. Yeah, that's right. We we uh, that sport still gets played. So uh, uh, brought in the closer, and we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. So Bill, I want you to stretch your muscles out a little bit. Remember a little little thing we used to do during the season call. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So, since you're you're our prize guest here, would you like me to start this one off, or would you like to start it off? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, why don't you start? All right. So, my good for this past week, week seven, we had a few teams on by. We were we were scrambling. Bill, did you have any any rosters where you were like, "Oof, I gotta I gotta start some some real trash off my bench," or were you kind of spared this week? Um, yeah, I didn't notice it too much this week um, or last week, but this week I'm noticing it a bit more. So, um, yeah, like one uh, league, I am not able to start Herbert or uh, Mahomes. So I have, fortunately, I have Andy Dalton. <laughs> so thank God they're starting him again, or else I would have no quarterbacks to start this week. So this past week in the league, um, I didn't have Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins. So I had to go with the uh, P.J. Walker, Damian Harris uh, quarterback. P.J. Harris? Or, yeah, P.J. Harris, yeah. P.J. Walker. Or P.J. Walker. <laughs> I, I thought I said it. That's why I was like, I, I mean, PJ Walker. Um, so I, yeah, I had PJ Walker and Damian Harris as my quarterback super flex combo in one week. Oh no, no, I I misunderstood you. Okay, gotcha. So because, yeah, Damian Harris. Oh, that was a rough one, huh? Uh, let's just say uh, I took a loss. Um, I took a loss to Drew, who is actively tanking in that league and was in line for the one hundred and one, and that win bounced him currently to the 103. <laughs> Uh-oh. So Drew's probably a little mad at me because I am unfortunately one of those middle-of-the-road teams, which is kind of the place you don't want to be. But that team is so weird. Like, that team shouldn't be winning, but it is. And I'm trying to sell assets off, but nobody's buying. So, you know. Yeah, it's um, been a tough year for that. Um I've I've noticed less trades. I think there's a lot of people just kind of like in a holding pattern, you know, to see like 
see what's going to happen over the next you know few weeks before they really uh, start to get a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see as we start getting closer to playoffs what what happens. But well, uh, part of the issue is that a lot of the older players aren't performing. So, like, that's the other challenge. So it's like you can't even like dump your old players for you know a team that's contending because who do you you know yeah. most of them aren't like that you would be expect them to. So and of course, a, a guy kind of like Zeke who who had a pretty good week is now hurt. So you you can't. You can't even pawn him off after the "Hey, look, right. he had a good week," you know, type thing. So, um, but sorry, I got I got sidetracked. But the reason why I got sidetracked, and I, I asked you about, you know, having to start some guys that you wouldn't normally start, because my good for this week is Mecole Hardman. Listen, four receptions for thirty-two yards and a touchdown. Doesn't don't sound great, right? Doesn't sound like he should be in the good category except apparently uh throughout the week he transformed himself into a running back uh two for 28 and two touchdowns <laughs> in the running game so three total touchdowns yardage you know nothing crazy uh 70 total yards or excuse me 60 total yards but three touchdowns so I'm sure a lot of people kind of lucked out kind of in a situation that I was in, you know, Oh God, you got, you know, you got your Justin Jefferson sitting, you got your Stefan Diggs sitting, you have your, you know, court, maybe two quarterbacks out because Jalen hurts was also on by. So a lot of quarterbacks that you would normally be starting. Um, you weren't. So maybe you did have to throw me Cole Harvin kind of like I had to throw Damian Harris into a super flex spot. And just throw your hands up and hope for the best. And, you know, I'm sure a couple of people <laughs> were rewarded because uh, they just had to hope for the best. But I did want to give Miko Hardman some love because this may be the first and only time I do that. I have, I have not been a Miko guy. I wasn't a Miko guy when he got drafted. Um, so good for him. He had a blow up week. Uh, Bill, why don't you hit us with your, uh, your good for this week? Yeah, my good is Ken Walker, um, my uh, Spartan or uh, Demon nice. Deacon. That's um, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 23 carries, 167 yards, uh, two two touchdowns. Um, you know, he's shown, uh, I mean, his agility and just, like, his movement, you know, you know in traffic is pretty just – I mean, it's been amazing. And, um, I mean, he's doing exactly what I saw last year when he was playing for Michigan State. And um, it's pretty, pretty impressive. So, um, you know, he just hopped in there, got the opportunity, and has enough opportunity now to, um, you know, to show, you know, what he can do with a little bit of volume. And, he is actually catching a few passes, you know, not a ton, but right. like he's proving that he can at least be a pass catcher. Um, you know, he's not going to be a route runner, but um, he's adequate, you know, for like, you know, maybe Leonard Fournette or something like that, you know, where everybody thought he couldn't catch. And, right. you know, he's at least showing that he could, he's caught 70 passes or something or 60 passes or something like that. So, um, you know, maybe at some point in, and time over the next few years, he can, you know, if the offense changes, you know, in Seattle, he might be able to show that he's a little bit more 
dynamic than what he can show right now. Um, yeah. So he, you know, I think a lot of people are questioning because he came in injured, you know, he got injured right before the season started and, um, you know, he didn't really pop as early as, you know, some of the other backs, you know, like Damian Pierce and uh, Brees Hall, but, you know, I mean, now he's showing what he can do. It's almost like, feels like, you know, Nick Chubb when he was playing behind Carlos Hyde. And then when they traded him to Jacksonville, then Chubb just like popped. And it's almost like, this is what happened. Um, You know, just different circumstances on how he got the opportunity, but um, yeah, I'm kind of happy. Well, I'm not kind of, I'm very happy just cause you know, Spartan alum here. So it's, you know, always fun to root for guys that, um, played at your school and, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's been a minute for us to have a running back. That's been, well, love you on bell, I guess. I was going to so. say you had that left bell guy. <laughs> he was pretty decent in the yeah, league. He was all right for a minute. Yeah. He burned hot. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, that's cool. So, um, yeah, yeah. And he's just fun to watch, honestly. Like he's one of those guys where you're just like, I mean, I hate to say it because it's like, but he almost reminds me of like, a um, poor man's version of Barry Sanders, just like what he can kind of do like on his own. Um, cause it's not like their offensive line is like fantastic, but they're decent, but they're yeah. not special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with that speed and just the agility, uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty fun to watch. Yeah, and, and uh, that's a, that's a great one. Honestly, every time you know I see him or I hear about him blowing up, I, I think about you, and I, I know that your your heart, heart grows three sizes every time Ken Walker goes out there and and does work. So, uh, great pick, and I agree with everything that you said. I mean. The funny part is, is that the Seahawks may be able to draft their quarterback of the future using Denver's pick, which who would have thunk that? Before yeah, right. The season like you thought that would have been like in the twenties, uh, you know. Uh, so they may get their quarterback of the future using Denver's own pick, but. You know, there's there's a lot of talent, a lot of young talent on that team. You have DK Metcalf, you have uh, Ken Walker there now. If they if they bring a quarterback in through the draft, um, they've they've been drafting offensive linemen, and I wouldn't be shocked if they they draft you know a couple more young uh, offensive linemen uh, over the next year or two. So yeah, they're building a nice young offense there, and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, my bad for this week. And as I say, you know, when I see Ken Walker, I think of you and, you know, I'm happy because I know you're happy. This, this is not a dig at you, but th- this dude ended up in my bad and he deserved it. Jared Goff, 21 for 26. All right. For 228 yards. Not, not great, but not bad, but he threw two interceptions. That's not good. Oh yeah. And he fumbled the ball twice. And lost both fumbles. That's not good. Four total turnovers. And listen, I get it. It's Dallas. Their defense is one of the best, if not the best in the league. But Jared Goff was like a top five quarterback like a couple weeks ago. And I I think, you know, he hit the train. Uh, They get blanked in New England. And, you know, 
I, I looked at that game kind of as, all right, that's just one of those weird NFL games. These things happen sometimes and you can't look into it. And, and maybe it's a weird game piled on top of playing a really good defense. Uh, they play Miami next week. So that should kind of be more geared towards a shootout. We'll see what happens. Uh, Miami didn't look great Sunday night. Um, offensively, they didn't look great. but. You know, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, Jared Goff, I mean, four turnovers, that's a ton. I mean, for anybody, I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes or Jared Goff, you know, four, four turnovers will probably put you on the bad list uh, most weeks. So I love Ken, I love Ken Walker for you. I, I, a little sadness for Jared Goff for you. No, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> like, I mean, I've never been a Goff guy. I mean, so, like, it's – when he was in the top five or six or whatever, I knew that was just a, uh, that was fool's gold. And, <laughs> um, you know, that was not going to last, um, you know, that to give him a little bit of, um, you know, an excuse at least is the last few weeks he's been playing without most of his offensive, you know, weapons. So, yeah. um, you know, this is a team that can't lose players and still be, you know, an efficient offense. So, like, you know, I mean, he needs to have every single weapon. He's not a guy who is going to take a team and put them on his back and, you know, win games for them. So yeah. they have to have every, you know, piston pumping. And, <laughs> um, you know, he's he's not drive. you know, he's not winning any games driving a four-banger. So, um and that's what that's what he had. So, yeah. you know, I, I like that. That's a good bad. I mean, he's just he is what he is. He's a, um, you know, like in that middling, you know, like what, 14 to 22 yeah. tier of quarterback ish. Maybe I'm being too nice. Um, 18 oh. to 26. Oh, uh, oh I was going to say four, 14 to 22 is ish this year so you, yeah it you, is all you're ish. not wrong you're about right that. so you're not wrong um, about he's that. in that big tier you know of just who might be matchup so right um but yeah he's not a guy that you know i'm i'm thankful the lions have a couple first round picks for next year so let's just just say that so yeah and and um let's not forget jameson williams is going to be coming back soon so, yeah, it'll be fun, man. You know, it's going to be a fun offense, and I think moving forward. So, I'm okay. Like after they started losing a bit, I'm okay with them just dumping the season and um, trying for a good pick. And uh, you know, they uh, the owner came out and said that she's you know content. Um, you know, she's disappointed in where the team is, but we have to have patience. So I think there's kind of a game plan. You know, yeah. like they're not going to get rid of. Uh, you know, the staff or anything like that. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, my bad is basically the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, it's just like, that is like this high volume last year, high volume offense, you know, all these, you know, you, you wanted every wide receiver, you wanted whatever tight end, the starting running back, uh, you wanted everybody that was on the field, basically in a skill position. Um, and you'd be happy starting them. And, and now it's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how confident you are in starting anybody. I mean, you can still, like, I don't, Godwin, I think he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Like, I mean, he has all the other, uh, 
peripherals, I guess, or the stats, but just no touchdowns. So he's not producing um, as highly as his um, actual, um, you know, volume and production has been. He's not just scoring fancy points. And then, man, like Mike Evans dropping that like bomb. It was just like something I'd never seen before. Like, I mean, it was just like right in his hands and he decided to start juggling. Yeah. Uh, So like the whole team is like the offensive line is just not the same. You know, they, they, they're not pass. They're still passing at a high volume. I think Brady threw, um, I think I have it up here. Brady threw for 49 times, but 290 yards. Like it's not, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's just a bad situation there. Um, you know, Chris Godwin, seven catches, 43 yards. Um, Cade Otten, uh, is the second leading receiver. Um, Russell Gage has never really taken off. Um, it's wow. just, it's just kind of a mess. Um, Fournette eight for 19 Rashad white for six for 24 last week. Like it's, it's just a kind of a mess. And this is all against uh, the Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah. I mean, if we would have done this show last week and and I said to you, Hey, Bill, bet you PJ Walker has more fantasy points than Tom Brady. Yeah. You would have been like, uh, you're on drugs. Well, the only way that's happening is if Brady gets pulled at halftime because they're like smoking, them. <laughs> you know, like that's, that would be my response. And PJ Walker was the better quarterback in that game. That, and that, that is a weird statement to say. Yeah. Like, and I get it. 2022 has been weird. It's been a weird year for fantasy. And I get that, but you could have never convinced me it would have gotten so weird that I would have said in a game where P.J. Walker is on one side and Tom Brady's on the other side, even a bad Tom Brady game, we would have said we'll beat a good P.J. Walker game. And it, it yeah. did not happen. So, yeah, the, the Bucks, man, um, a lot of people, uh, myself included, you know, put some investments in that Tampa Bay offense because we're like, hey, come on, it's Brady, it's Evans, it's Godwin, they got Russell Gage, you know, they, they, uh, they're probably going to call up Gronk in week nine or 10. They might call him, he ain't going to answer. <laughs> Not the way this team is playing, he ain't answering. But they got Leonard Fournette, Rashad White could be a nice little piece, you know, midway through the season. And we're looking at most of it we're like, uh, we're good. Like we can, we can do without. Um, but that another good one, another banger. Uh, let's get ugly here. This is not the first time I've called this player ugly this season. Not a player that I thought I would ever call ugly ever in any game of any season. Kyle Pitts. So we can have this conversation together because my ugly also entails basically the whole uh, offense. For, okay, perfect. Uh, so let's yeah, throw that, my ugly was that as well. So let's throw it all in a blender. Then we're we're gonna do for the first time ever. We're gonna do an, an ugly together as a yes. tag team. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, three receptions. All right, you know, not you want five, six, seven receptions, but it's Kyle Pitts, right? We don't have to worry about this at all. 
three receptions on five targets, nine yards. Now, I don't want people to get confused. I didn't say 90. I said nine, the number after eight. And what's crazy about that is that that was a 38% target share because Marcus Mariota was eight for 13. So someone made, someone made the joke. I think um, Justin Fields threw it 28 times Monday night, if, if I'm correct. It was either 24 or 28 times. And someone made the joke, Marcus Mariota would dream about being able to throw the ball 24 or 28 times. So uh, I, I, love the, uh, I love the target share stat on that because it reminded me of that joke which is 100% true. Um, listen, everything on that offense is bad because the coaching staff wants to be they, – they kind of want to be the Dallas Cowboys where it's like, hey, let's run the ball effectively and play good defense, but they don't have good running backs or good defense. <laughs> so it's like – what are we doing here? You have Drake London, who the first couple of weeks showed that he can be a really good receiver. They have Kyle Pitts, who last year showed he can be a really good receiver. And they're like focused on running the ball <laughs> in games yeah. where they're getting blown out too, by the way. Well, and they were losing 21 to nothing, like a minute into the second quarter. Yeah. So it's like, there's no excuse to not be, you know, not passing the ball. And Drake London, one catch, nine yards. So you have two guys who are both selected early first round, four catches for 18 yards, you know, and he only completed eight. But they got the, so 124 yards. So there's 106 to the other, and the other four, 106 yards for the other four completions. So like, it's just, like he's trying so hard. Like I mean, he's completely trying to recreate uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Like that's that's it. With but he doesn't have Derrick Henry, and I mean, you have to have play action, and like there's no play action because you know, like the teams aren't going to respect it because, I mean, you have Algier, you have, you know, Huntley. Um, you know, their their top two running backs are hurt, so it's just like. I get you want to build an identity and all of that, but like, and I, I mean, kudos to him. It's been pretty effective based on like what we expected this team to be, you know, with Mariota at quarterback and, and, you know, they're still like competing, you know, and, and they're close in every game because of it. And I, he's just like, basically, you know, throwing out the, uh, the, you know, like, the mud so that everybody's just sloshing through this. And there's no, like, you know, there's no, I don't know. Like yeah. there, you can't have any continuity just because you're so everything's your offense is sitting for, you know, eight minutes each time before you get the ball again. Yeah. And so here, here's my thing, especially in a game like this, like you said, they, they were, down 21 nothing like a couple minutes into the second quarter if in a game like that where you're getting blown out 
if you don't believe in Marcus Mariota to throw the ball as much as you need to to try to come back, why is Desmond Ritter not getting a look? Just to see if he can spark the offense, kind of like we saw with Bailey Zappi. Listen, we, we were all like, Bailey Zappi, you know, this guy, whatever. You know, Mac Jones is injured. And the team looked like it had a spark. Now, Monday night, he got kind of put in halfway through the game. And, you know, he had a couple of, you know, good moments, but a few bad moments as well. Um, but why not? What's the worst that can happen? You just have another Marcus Mariota. Okay, cool. You can go back to Marcus Mariota to start the, the following week. You don't need to say, all right, now let's, you know, now let's stick with, you know, Desmond Ritter because we put him in halfway through a game. I mean, it just is confusing to me why in a situation like that, you don't, uh, you don't bring in the rookie and just see if he can if he can spark the offense. Uh, you know, obviously, obviously, if it's a close game, no, Desmond Ritter can stay on the bench. Who cares? But in a game like that, if Marcus Mariota wasn't in the plans to throw the ball a bunch of times to try to come back, you know, why wasn't Ritter brought out there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, it- Strangely, it got reasonably close by halftime, and I right. didn't watch the game, so like I don't necessarily know exactly how that happened. Um, but it obviously wasn't the offense. Um, so I think I don't know. Like ex- I can't explain it really. I yeah. mean, at some point, it's just like I don't know. These rookies you draft, you got five years of their contract, you know, like at a reasonable price because. Like, do you think Hal Pitts, if this is the situation, do you think he's going to want to stay in Atlanta if this is the, no. you know, no. the MO of the offense? And Drake London, I mean, like he started out so prolific, oh, you know, man. and then all of a sudden just like they're not doing anything. And and so it's it's just a, it's just a conundrum of sorts. I don't really understand it. And. I mean, I guess I really don't have to. I mean, um, as long as the coach, Arthur Smith, knows, you know, um, he obviously has a plan and he's sticking to it. Like, maybe he felt that was the only way they could compete with um, with the Bengals. I don't know. But the Bengals were just torching them. So it's like, I mean, Burrow had, what, 350 yards or something at halftime. So Yeah, well, wasn't wasn't one of the the first – one or two passes the game of just a bomb to Tyler Boyd. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the first pass of the game. Might have been the second. I, I don't quite remember. But, I mean, they literally just started off the game, and it was like – it was almost like a uh, like a kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, the game was so new that all of a sudden it's 7 nothing, and you're like, wait a minute, did any time even come off the clock? So, um, you know, yeah, I – I'm glad we got to tag team that one because we we got to air a lot of grievances. And I will say, I I have a few shares of Pitts, and I traded a share in a trade addicts league before the season started. Oh, okay, good. And I and I I'll tell you. So I got Darren Waller and two firsts, and I was like, oh, and a second, two firsts and a second, all twenty three picks. 
And I didn't know how I felt about it at the time. I was like, God, did I make thoughts I, now? Oh, I'm fine with it. Okay. Uh, especially because this is a rebuild. So I, I turned um, Waller into Fryermuth and a first. There were other pieces involved with that as well. But um, Derek Carr, I, I also sent Derek Carr with Waller. Uh, I got back, what's his name, from the Jets, Zach Wilson. Uh, so, but trading Kyle Pitts kind of really has given me a lot of ammunition now because sure. I got three firsts and I still have Fryer move out of it as well. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, um, but I, I'm telling you, this is not one of those things where I'm sitting now and say, oh, at the time I felt great about it. You know, I was, re- I, right. I was, there was some hand wringing, like, man, did I just trade, especially cause this is a rebuild. So trading a young asset like that. Yes, I got picks, but the player I got back was an older player, was Darren Waller. Did I make the right move there? And now I'm kind of like, like, you know, I have other, you know, I'm still feeling the pain in other leagues, but at least in that league and a rebuild, I'm like, all right, I think I did something to really benefit my team. So, uh, yeah, sometimes you have to break that big piece into parts, you know, and, um, you know, it just gives you more, room for growth because really at that point like how much more is um pitts getting value you know how much more value is he gonna accrue um even if he has like a a 70 1200 season you know like i mean his value was already astronomical and you know like everybody was drinking the kool-aid and you know it's like everybody like i didn't hear one person you know be like, nah, he's not good, you know, or whatever. Like, you know, everybody believed he's a top, he was a top three, um, you know, tight end this year. Right. And, and here's the thing, you know, we can, we kind of bash Atlanta all we want for uh, fantasy purposes, but Atlanta right now, if, if the draft were to start today, would be picking 10th and they would be out of range, you know, based on what, what all the mocks and everything are saying right now, they would be out of range for one of those top quarterback prospects. So we're like, Oh, well, you know, I'm sure the, the pits truthers are saying, well, you can throw this in the trash because it's Marcus Mariota they'll get a guy next year. And I'm not saying the first round is the only place you can get a quarterback. We see it every year. Quarterbacks start for teams that get taken everywhere in the draft. But we were all kind of thinking, well, Atlanta's going to have like a top three pick probably. And, you know, they'll get a quarterback. Well, now it's kind of like, all right, well, maybe the quarterback comes in the second round. Okay, well, who who's that going to be? How confident are we going to feel? Or maybe it's Desmond Ritter you know, starting next year and how Garoppolo, do we feel about- you know, somebody like that, you know, it's right. gotta be somebody that's like a, a re a retread of another team, you know, Carson Wentz gets traded again, you know, for a third rounder. <laughs> that guy will perpetually get second and third round picks in the NFL for the rest of his career. And I don't know how he does it, but God bless him. Uh, you know, but yeah, like, so then are we going to, are we going to go oh, next year? It's, you know, random second round quarterback 
throwing the ball to Kyle Pitts. How do we feel? Or, you know, Desmond Ritter's throwing the ball to Kyle. You know, I, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I don't like this far out, you know, but I'm just saying, I think a lot of us thought that they were going to be a top three pick, get one of those, you know, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, you know, quarterbacks, and, you know, that guy's going to throw to, uh, yeah, they could have had Justin Fields. Keep losing, Lions. Keep losing. <laughs> Bill's got the right idea. Bill's like, keep that number one pick and do whatever you got to do to keep it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, appreciate doing that with you, Bill. We got, a couple, we got a couple of questions in the chat, so let's hit those up right now. This one is from Benguin02YT. Should I trade Pittman for Najee and Goddard in a deep PPR league 16 man? His starting tight end is Hill, Taysom Hill, I'm assuming, in this one. And he's three and four. His wide receivers are Juju and Chase, and his running backs are Pierce and Damian Harris. So this is a redraft league, which he lets us know right under there. Um yeah, this is tough, but I I go with yeah, and and this is the reason why. Normally, I think I would go with no, um, but Pittman is now going to have the the ball thrown to him by Sam Ellinger. Um, that decision was made. Uh, I get it. From Frank Wright's perspective, uh, Matt Ryan leading the league in total turnovers, both interceptions and fumbles. Um, you're not going to win games like that. And I think this is a team that a lot of us thought with Matt Ryan were going to win the AFC South and be in the playoffs. And then, you know, anything can happen. And they look terrible. Um, offensively, they look terrible, you know. They're, what, 30th in the league in, in points per game. I mean, nothing is kind of – and this is a team with Michael Pittman, with Jonathan Taylor. Like, we've seen Paris Campbell have good games this year. And if I would have told you, hey, Paris Campbell's going to have good games this year, you'd be like, oh, this offense is unstoppable. And it's just not what has happened. So, yeah, I would trade them. Najee is like – that's another offense that's just kind of gross to watch. But Dallas Goddard, part of a good offense. And, you know, that's an I, – I mean, I know Taysom Hill had the four-touchdown game, but I think that's a pretty pretty good upgrade at tight end position. Um, I don't know if you're losing anything because I don't know what Sam Ellinger is going to be at wide receiver. And, and, you know, I still think Najee's better than Damian Harris at running back you know, even with what Najee's been doing this year. So I go, I go with a yes in this situation. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that like, I mean, what's the, the difference really between like Goddard and Pittman moving forward? Um, aside from Goddard being in, in a, just a shithole tight end, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can get a court or a tight end that's actually going to produce and on a prolific offense, like, uh, and pretty consistently, um, I'm all for adding a player like that. Um, if you end up with one of those top three, four tight ends, I mean, you have a huge advantage. And and Najee, you're um, buying low. You know, he he 
has had the foot injury. He had a metal plate or something in his shoe. Um, they removed that, you know, maybe it's going to take a little bit more time. Maybe he never comes back, but like, you know, you got to hope the offense is going to get better. You got a rookie quarterback who just started, you know, a few games ago and, you know, maybe they improve over the course of the season. And so you're almost getting a free roll in my opinion with Najee. Um, and I would totally do that just for the depth and, and just for bye weeks, you know? So it's like, I think, especially in a deep league and you can add that player and not worry about having to drop, you know, necessarily somebody of, you know, equal level um, or value. Um, yeah. I'm totally down for that. I think that's good. You're three and four uh, roll the dice. Hope you can hit big with Najee and, um, and, you know, good luck. Yeah, and I also think in a 16 team, league to getting getting two so teams. is it a 16 man league or is it a 16 team league like you know that's what? i read it as when you said deep i i read it as um 16 six, man league so maybe maybe that maybe yeah it could it is a i redraft. mean but regardless my answer it is, is a redraft it is a redraft league so it's probably 16 man rosters you're probably but right if it is that. a 16 team league that's even more reason to right. do that trade so, and, and that's what, yeah, that's that's what I was going towards. But I, I think I'm not reading it correctly. I think he's saying that there, it's 16 man. So is your uh, answer the same roster? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, I really fear for Pittman this year. I mean, I do. I mean, do we really sit here and go? Sam Ellinger is the the catalyst to to spark this offense. I mean, maybe he is. And I'm, but I, I don't see it that way. So, yeah. And I mean, like, are they going to throw at the volume that they were with, uh, with, uh, Maddie Ice? I mean, I would doubt it. I think they're going to be like protecting the, uh, exactly. inexperienced quarterback and the un- inexperienced quarterback can move. So, like, he's, uh, you know, he can oh, yeah. scramble and he can do those sort of things. So it's just, I feel like the volume is going to be lower. And I don't necessarily feel like super confident. I feel like he's going to be able to maybe. It might be a net, uh, a net zero, zero. yeah. Um, because he can, he's going to be able to prolong plays that uh, Ryan couldn't. So, um, but you know, so who who knows? But I mean, I think just rolling the dice on the two player on Najee alone is is worth it. So. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that goes. But I think they're gonna be running the ball and dumping off to um, you know Hines and and the running backs and uh, you know and Taylor. And so I yeah I think uh, I think that's a, a pretty I think that's a pretty easy accept on yeah, my end. I, I agree. So we're both in the same place. Uh, get yourself some of the some of the Najee and Goddard there. Uh, this next one here is from Rojo Fish. He's in third place. He just lost to the one seed, uh, undefeated team by three points. That hurts. That hurts a lot. His QBs are killing him. Stafford, A-Rod, Winston, Zach Wilson. I just want to stop right there. Could you could you imagine if I told you before the season, you you're starting two quarterbacks are Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. And then I said, by the way, you're going to be disappointed with that. You'd be like, yeah, you're crazy. Get out of here. It's two, two, of, the, two of the best fantasy 
yeah. quarterbacks to have. And th- he's right. They they are killing a lot of teams. Yeah. With those four with those four quarterbacks, I would think there's gonna be at least one of those guys hits. Like, yeah. I mean, if Stafford struggles, a you know, Rogers is Rogers, you know. I mean, Winston, if he pops, you know, we've seen what he does before. Maybe Zach Wilson, you know, grows from rookie year. Like, there's just so many opportunities. Like, I really like the the quarterback room if you don't hit one of the elite guys. Uh, it's just this is one of those years, you know. And the crazy part about this, uh, uh, this is directed towards Zach Wilson. If I had told you that the New York Jets are 5-2, and two, which is what they currently are, by the way. They are five and two. You would have said to me, Zach Wilson took the leap. Elijah Moore is killing it. Garrett Wilson is killing it. Brees Hall is killing it. And except for Brees Hall and the first few weeks of Garrett Wilson, that is all not true. <laughs> Yeah, Corey Davis somehow is the... Uh... Corey Davis just catches 60-yard <laughs> bombs every week. It's not sustainable. Corey Davis is like, yeah, watch me. It's sustainable. I'll do this one time every week. But, you know, it, it, it's just, like I mentioned earlier, how crazy this season has been. But he says the rest of his team is loaded. Should he trade his 23 first and 24 first? And three twenty-five first for Hertz and AJ Brown. So that's that's a big that's a that's a big boy push into the pot there because that's that's five first-round picks. And I know a lot of people say I can get a twenty-four first back. I can get a twenty-five first back. Okay, fine, but. They have value. They really, they really do. Because guess what? We're going to blink our eyes, and we're going to start talking about the twenty-four class. The twenty-four class has got guys, and they got, they got players in it. Quarterback. I, I've already heard quarterbacks in the twenty-four class are, are really good. Like, so we're like tiptoeing right now. We're kind of walking very slowly, but come December. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the 23 class because that's what we're drafting, but we've been talking about that for like three years now. The 24 class is going to come into play, and then all of a sudden it's going to be like, well, the 25 class is only one year out. So as much as we say we can get these things back, and you can if you're constantly trading, I I think they have more value than some people will give credit for. But I went down a little rabbit trail there. Five first for Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. How do you feel about that if you're in third place, you're trying to win the championship, and you need that quarterback? What are you thinking? So uh, I'm going to assume this is one QB and 12 team. Um, Oh, hold on. Hold on. Sorry about that. Uh, 10 man. Super flex. I'm assuming this is a 10 man. Okay. So that changes a lot for me. Right. so I'm doing it. Um, I think that like Hertz. I mean, what's Hertz got to be worth now? Um, he's got to be worth at least two, right? Like, I mean, I think that I would argue like, but there's only one twenty-three first in this. So like, right? 
I would say, like, if somebody said, give me the a 23, 23, 24, and 25 first for Hertz, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's unreasonable at all. So, yeah. like, I'm 100% making this trade because, like, with it being super flex, you want to have the studs, especially in a 10-teamer. So you're going to have Jalen Hurts stud. I mean, that might he might be worth that package alone, um, really. So, like, I mean, yes, if you could hold on to those and do really well. I'm guessing you didn't give up a ton for those 25 firsts um, just because you're not trading those at value yet because yeah. you have to, you know, the time is what's going to increase those. So, yeah. um yeah, I'm totally down with that because you got a good team. You just barely lost to the the best team. Um, I think you you are already a contender. So adding um, AJ Brown, you know, who's uh, and his quarterback, um, I think that that's I do that no doubt. Um, so, I think that's I like I like the thought and I like being aggressive when you have the chance because who's to say those young wide receivers pan out? Um, we think they're going to. But we like three weeks into the season, we thought these guys were going to be like God mode the whole season. And all these guys petered out. Right. I mean, Pickens yeah. is starting to pick up now, but like, um, Olave, who's to say Olave, I mean, Olave looks great. Like, yeah, I mean, he's, been he's pretty I think consistent. my favorite one, I think right. he's the one I'm most confident in, but dubs, you know, or Dobbs, you know, he's not doing, uh, He's kind of losing favor from Rodgers. Uh, mm-hmm. Sky Moore's done nothing. Nope. Dotson, uh, touchdowns, but he's not really getting volume. So, like, I mean, those three aren't guys I'm super confident in long term. I mean, I'd love to have them on my team just because I think that there are there is upside. Um, but, yeah, I really, you know, you're going to lose Hopkins probably within a year. So, like, I, I like adding A.J. Brown and Hurts. Like, I think that's a – this is a no-brainer for me. Yeah, you you end up with a top three of Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, and Chris Olave. Like, pretty good. This year, you know, your fourth is going to – your flex is going to be D-Hop, assuming this is start three. If it's start two with multiple flex, I mean, you got D-Hop going. You got Olave going. Like, yeah, like, wow. Um, So – here, here's a question, and he has a second, second part of the the uh, question here. But besides Josh Allen, is there a quarterback worth more than Jalen Hurts in Superflex right now? I think you have to say Mahomes is still worth more. Okay. Um, and then I think there's a tier of a, a few guys. Like, I think Allen and Mahomes are the two guys, like, I, I want for sure over Hurts. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, I, teams are going to adjust at some point, wh- whether it's this year or next year to mm-hmm. Hurts. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't – he's not going to be as prolific, I don't think, long-term um, as he is this year. Uh I could be wrong, but I, I'm willing. To, I'd rather take the uh, Mahomes. I I know the next decade. I'm, you know, as long as there's no injuries or anything, like he's just awesome. And and you know, Allen's burning so hot, like it's just like he's like just on the just yeah. a level above. So, 
Um, you could argue Herbert, you know, he's got to hurt the hurt because he's young also. Um, you could argue Lamar um, because he has that um, upside. But I think I don't necessarily I can hear the argument for Hertz over him, um, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that there's the two. And then I think that there's like, you know, probably four or five guys I could, you know, I, I, I could argue any of them. Um, yep. And Hertz is in that. So um, but there's only like seven guys. I'm like super happy is not, are on my my roster. For real, yeah, uh, absolutely, and um, and that's why I wanted to ask the question to see if, in your mind, did uh, you know? Because I know a lot of people will go, it's uh, you know, it's the legs for Hertz because he is kind of like that Lamarish type quarterback where it's like, yeah, he can, and he's showing he's showing this year that he can throw the ball now. Before it was just kind of like hey, it didn't matter what he did in the passing game because he would run so much that it would make up for all of his passing game sins. And now it's like, oh, snap, like he can throw too. So they got a a wide receiver that fits his, um, you know, his strengths, right? Like he, so Devonta Smith is more of a deep, you know, a deep ball guy. I mean, not like super, but more intermediate. But A.J. Brown is like, all right, A dot of you know seven or whatever you know what i mean and he's gonna get you another 20 you know he's he's just um they fit perfectly and then because of that devonta smith you know everything you know builds on it you know and then you have goddard so you have so many things that are just like you know in orchestra and um you know they're fun to watch like i mean I, I enjoy watching them, even when they beat the Lions. Like it was a that was a fun game. <laughs> that was know? a fun and, game. That was a fun game. Like I mean, they're just fun to watch, and they're just getting better. And, but if their defense gets too good, that could end up affecting um, the offense, right? Because yeah. or fantasy wise, like right. So we'll see. But yeah, I, that I think as we talked this out, that trade is like if it's in your inbox, I'm. I'm breaking a finger. <laughs> yeah. Be, and because, be happy about it. Because, you know, you're, you're, you're saying the rest of your team is loaded. So not only do you get the, the big time quarterback, right. To kind of alleviate some of your worries there, because obviously Stafford and, and Aaron Rodgers just, they're not doing that for you this year. And, and maybe one or both of them, you know, figure it out and improve it, you know, but you have that locked in every week. All right, here's that dude who's going to start at quarterback. And I have no worries about what his output is going to be, but then getting AJ Brown on top of that, like, yeah, man, uh, do again, think it's worth it. Yes. We both think it's worth it. Uh, he said he could get a pick or two, before 2025 again and yeah, that you can you can be wheeling and dealing you know that's so long from now i mean my god that's like you know hey. two and a half years and so you have plenty of time and and at the end of the year if you're like eh, all right i'm gonna trade aj brown maybe you get a couple firsts for him you know yeah depending on you know because these are this is a late first that you're giving away this year too yep. so it's not nearly as sexy you know as if it's like a 104 or something like that. So 
Um, yeah, man, this is like, yeah, it, yeah. And I'm getting all tingly just thinking about it. Like, and, and that's and and if he wins, you're you're paying for that league for the next four, five, six years through 2025. Free whatever, roll, yeah. You could kick your feet up and worry about 2025 when 2025 gets here you don't even have to worry about you know oh i gotta get those picks back like you won the league man you made that money you you bought you know you brought you brought people in your family christmas presents you, you went to the casino a little bit like you're doing good for yourself so uh yeah we're both in agreement do that you know and and win this league so we got one here from Caden, the Colts fan. Keenan Allen, Wandele, and Chuba Hubbard for A.J. Brown. Then flip A.J. Brown and Brady for Burrow. So let, let's tackle this one at a time. Keenan Allen, Wandele, and Chuba Hubbard for A.J. Brown. And this is a oh, 12 man PPR. Is this a redraft? Um, that's a good question. I have to imagine it's Dynasty. Probably the way this is kind of looking. Uh, so Henry Cook, Hopkins, CD. That could be either way. So let's tackle it as a Dynasty. We can do both. Yeah. So, if it's yes. redraft, I say no. <laughs> you say um, you say no if it's redraft. Okay, I yeah. think I say yes if it's redraft. Okay, if it's dynasty, I say yes. If it's dynasty, I say yes too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's the reason why I say yes for redraft. Keenan Allen. All right, we're hoping he comes back after the bye. Yeah. Um, but we're hoping we're not sure. Wandele has kind of been like, he's coming, he's going to do something. Uh, he's not here anymore. He did something, he didn't do something. I just feel like the Giants are going to be one of those teams. They're going to keep winning games. Nobody's going to know how. We're going to like be like, wait, the Giants won again? Like, How did they do that? And it's going to be literally because as corny as this phrase is, it's because 53 guys play as one and they're going to get contributions from everywhere. We're, we're going to be like, Oh, Daniel Bellinger. And unfortunately he has like an orbital. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Like insane. Um, I, you know, I liked the little bit of hype he was getting before the season. Um, so I hope, you know, obviously he heals up and gets back as soon as he can, but they're just going to find, you know, the, the David Sills and, and the Richie James. And they just obviously Saquon is a huge part of that. And but, but like Daniel Jones is like kind of doing his thing a little bit. And it's redraft. It is redraft. Okay. So like, yeah, is Wandale going to get you one or two games where you're happy to start? I'm sure. But you're never going to know when those games are. <laughs> and Chuba Hubbard, cool. 
it, it's the Panthers. I don't want any part of I don't even want DJ Moore, who is the most talented part of that team. I don't know if, you know, Chuba Hubbard is, I think, going to be the same thing. You'll get two or three big games, but you're never going to know when they come. And I get kind of through all of that uncertainty, and I get A.J. Brown, who is going to be big time a lot more than he's not going to be big time. And I'll pick up, you know, like the Gus Edwards and another guy off of waivers, you know. It's not going to be Gus Edwards this week because somebody already got him. But those guys are going to pop up in redraft. So I think that's why I go with A.J. Brown in a redraft. Yeah, I can buy that. And actually, as I, I see one of his uh, mentions is like what his roster would be, um, where it's uh, the wide receivers are Hopkins, C.D. Lamb, Godwin. Um, so like I I like condensing into A.J. Brown. So like even if you don't make the next trade, like you have uh, Brady, uh, Henry and Cook, and then you have um, Hopkins, C.D. Lamb, Godwin and A.J. Brown to shuffle. Um, so like, yeah, I, I buy into that because Keenan, if like he came back last week and, you know, he was still probably not fully, um, back, you know, he probably just wanted to play. So I think, you know, that's my hope, but like to get a guy on a prolific offense, um, you know, I feel pretty good, like do trading for AJ Brown. Um, so yeah, I think you brought me over to that side. Um, you know, as I think about it a little bit more. So good call on that. Um, so the second part is uh, AJ Brown and Brady for Burrow. And I, this is a one QB. Um, so I think I don't do that part. Um, I love Joe Burrow. Like Joe Burrow was my guy. And like, I was, you know, pro Joe for, uh, you know, he was my guy. Like I had zero doubt he was it and Tua wasn't like, that was my, um, you know, whatever you want to plant my flag. And, um, and so, yeah, I love Joe Burrow, but I think I rather have AJ Brown and Brady. Um, I think I can make do with Brady. Um, or maybe go Brady and one of your like Godwin or, you know, maybe somebody wants somebody who's not quite um, contending. Maybe they'll take the stack and hope for the best, you know, hopefully that they come back and maybe they do, you know? So I would be less aggressive in going after a quarterback, I guess. So um, how about you? With you a hundred percent, everything you just said, especially in redraft, um obviously you know every league is different but i feel like there's quarterbacks hanging out on the waiver wire all the time um i mean i picked up geno smith like three four weeks ago and unfortunately i have justin herbert so i have not had the courage to start geno and geno just keeps outscoring justin herbert and it pisses me off and this is a 12-man PPR, so 12-man, I mean, you're going to have quarterbacks on waivers. Yeah. I mean, even if, even if you're just playing matchups every week, you know, maybe 20 are off the board because people, you know, in redraft leagues, even in one QB, they like to take a second one. Um. So, but there's all, you know, 
and there's tons of people who do this if you just search this online, you know, who will go through the the streamers. All right, this is who you play this week. They're playing a bad defense, you know. And, and you go through this every week. Even flipping, I think, is a better move for you than trading A.J. Brown um, and Brady for Burrow. Uh, so in a follow-up here, he says – what can I flip Brady and AJ Brown for QB wise? I mean, a lot of them. I would say any from three down. Yeah, and really, like, if if I'm gonna trade AJ Brown, I want like quarterback three, four, or five. What now? Whatever you rank them as is your business, but. Like we were just talking about him in the last question, Jalen Hurts. Like that—that's what I want because if you're telling me that I have to go with—I'm trying to think of a Matt Safford. No, like forget it. In a one QB, I'll, I'll just take AJ Brown and I'll—I'll I'll stream the quarterback position. You know, Aaron Rodgers. No, no, thank you. Like I'll—I'll I'll take AJ Brown and I'll stream the quarterback position. And trust me, I get it. Brady, Brady ain't it. But like, there there are other options. You know, like who who's got Kirk Cousins? Is that guy in like ninth place? Because guess what? We all we always crap on him, and that dude always just puts up QB one seasons. Like, and you do not have to play pay AJ Brown and Tom Brady to get yourself Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So you know. You know, that I like the thought process though, but I, I think that you should. I think, I think the condensing into an asset, one asset is good. Um, it helps your starting lineup, but I, I think moving that into a quarterback in such a shallow um roster is um, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would love to hear what's on waivers right now. Because it may just be an issue of you dropping Brady. And I know that's like. I'm fine throwing him in still. Like, I'm still going to have hope. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm okay with it because he's still getting the volume. And if anything gets, you know. If it clicks. Yeah. I mean, I'd still give it a week or two. As long as I have the leeway, right? Like, as long as I'm not, like, in in seventh place or something like that. Uh, but it looks like with that roster, you know, you should be in pretty decent um, shape. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing you wouldn't mind throwing Brady in. I would, I wouldn't mind throwing him into waivers depending on what's there. Totally. Like, obviously I'm not throwing him in for, you know, Marcus Mariota or Andy Dalton or something like, like that's foolishness. But what if what if someone dropped Kirk Cousins because of the buy? They couldn't afford to to hold on to him for a week. Like that's a guy where I go, all right, I'll throw Brady for Kirk Cousins. Like that offense has like been weird, but like they've had like kind of shining moments at certain parts of the season. Like I wouldn't mind doing that, you know. But obviously, you know, it that's very dependent on what's hanging out and what's. I mean, if Nobody in your league has bought into like Geno Smith. <laughs> like, 
that's a move I and as crazy as that sounds, again, 2022, God bless it. Well, like we said, there's that huge tier. Just right. Just stream it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I hope that helps, Caden. We got another one here from Jim Land. Just traded Lenny, and I received Evans and Singletary. What grade would you give it? He has CMC, Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, Rashad White, and Michael Carter, too. So let's, let's talk about this one. Trades away Lenny, gets back Evans and Singletary. So, Bill, I'll let you start off. What grade would you give this? So, okay, based on the circumstances, so you have CMC, um, then you have four running backs that I'm not super stoked about starting. Um, and then you add Singletary in there. So now I have five that I'm probably going to be playing matchups. I mean, maybe I'm more happy now about Pollard because Zeke's um, dinged up. Um, so, like, CMC and Pollard would probably be my starting running backs at the moment. Yeah. Um, Singletary, I'm probably only playing him when it's going to be a tough game because it seems like that's when he's on the field all the time. Right. Um, but if they're going to blow somebody out, like if there's like a, a big spread, like, you know, you don't even want to start them. Uh, I've learned that. Trust me. And um, so, yeah, I like it. I, I think I like the trade. I mean, Lenny is somebody I would, he would be my second running back otherwise. So like, I mean, you are giving something up, but I think streaming those between those, maybe, maybe Carter pops, maybe he yeah. is the, the guy who gets two thirds of the touches moving forward, you know, um, uh, Rashad white, you still have him in case Lenny does, uh, you know, what he does sometimes. And, you know, he's not getting younger and maybe the, the bucks end up just saying, well, let's see what we got with this kid. So, um, yeah, like, I think that's actually a pretty good trade. So I'm going to give it like a, uh let's go like a b plus i like it i like the i like the process here all right so my grade is going to be very similar to bill's grade uh, i give this a b um I, I like the trade from a purely value prospect trade away lenny get yourself mike evans and singletary the the one negative I have about this trade is we spoke about this earlier with the uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a little bit in disarray right right now, and I would have rather have gotten a Mike Evans type player that was on the Buccaneers, just because I, I don't know what's going to happen. I personally love Mike Evans, so this is not a... Yeah, and redraft, I am totally... Is this redraft? I don't... I I didn't see one way or the other. Well, regardless, I like it. (laughs) Yeah, so that's my only negative about this. But uh, everything else, value, I'm such a value-based trader that from purely value, I love this. That, That was the kind of the second level uh, deep dive that I did into it was the only thing I didn't like, but I give it a B. Um, I think like Bill said, Singletary kind of gives you a nice group after CMC to kind of just play matchups, uh, deal with bye weeks, 
do all that stuff and never really feel like you're in a position where you're going to have to play a guy that kind of like I had to do with Damian Harris, where it's like, oh, I really yeah. don't want to do that. Like, I, you're never really going to be in that position because, you know, obviously Kareem Hunt can blow up any week. Uh, Tony Pollard is now going to get a little bit of a runway with Zeke either being out or being limited in games. Um, Rashad White could definitely kind of, you know, especially if the Bucks go way off track, they might start saying, all right, well, Lenny's not going to be here next year. Rashad White, go in there and see what you can do. And Michael Carter, uh, you know, is going to have a week or two because I know they traded for James Robinson, but James Robinson is going to need uh, a couple weeks to adjust to the offense. And let's face it, James Robinson is, has fallen off the last few weeks. You know, he started strong and we were like, oh man, James Robinson is back. But, um, and maybe that's just Jacksonville saying that they're going with Travis Etienne and, and giving him more work and maybe Robinson hasn't fallen off, but you know, Michael Carter has a week or two to really kind of show himself as a uh, as a player for this year. So, um, yeah, I give it a B. Bill gives it a B plus. I think we're both, you know, we like that trade. We uh, we think you you won out in that trade for sure. And then a follow up from Jim. Uh, this guy's trading me Lamar, and I have to give Burrow and Lockett. What do you think? All right, listen. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so quit asking. Um, so, okay, this is redraft. So um, we'll go, we'll go to back to the first one real quick. I like it a little bit less because of the, the Tampa Bay to Tampa Bay, but I still think you win that trade. So I'll, I'll say that much. Now we'll go to this one. Now that we have more context and this being a redraft 10 teamer, um, Lamar for Burrow and Lockett. I mean, give me Burrow. I, I want Burrow still. And this is the reason why. I love Lamar. Obviously, we talked about this earlier. Lamar can do it with his, with his arm and his legs. But it's kind of been Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman when he's healthy. But, I mean, we've just seen Burrow the last few weeks really kind of kick it into gear. and. He's getting Tyler Boyd involved now. I mean, obviously, they still have Higgins and Chase. I, I still want Burrow, man. So that that's my opinion on it. What What's your opinion on it, Bill? Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think I hold off on the Lamar trade. Um, I mean, I don't hate it, especially if you have, like, a, uh, a deep, um, you know, wide receiver uh, grouping. Um you know, any sort of upgrade or upside, if you, you know, if you feel like Lamar is going to snap back and be, do what he did the first like three weeks, then I'm, you know, I'm cool with it. I'm a little concerned because now they're getting the running backs back. Um, so like Gus, they just ran, 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 you know, um, what about when they have Gus and Dobbins? Is that what they're going to do? You know, like, I'm, I mean, not that that it's going to be a minute for Dobbins, but um, yeah, I, I just, I think that I just rather have Burrow um, in that offense. Um, I just feel a little bit more com comfortable weekly. Um, and 
if I'm playing, if Lockett's somebody I will be playing during bye weeks, I'd totally rather have him. Um, unless the player that, you know, the next player in line is similar to Lockett. And then if that's the case and you feel like you like Lamar because of his rushing ability, um, I'm cool with it. Um, but I think you would need to have like, you know, that next wide receiver or next two wide receivers after Lockett, um, need to be reasonably close to him. Yeah, agreed. I would, uh, I would keep Burrow and Lockett and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the way I lean for sure. Um, but you know, if you believe in Lamar, do it. Like, I mean, it's, uh, it's what a short it? season, and it is um, also, um, you know, it's a 10-teamer, so you do want, like, more – any tier you can step up for your starters is is a good one um, if you believe that Lamar is a step up. So I just think they're so close, and I feel like they're in kind of in the same uh, tier for me, um, and they're just going to get you your points differently. Um, so – and I just believe in the offense for uh, – Cincy a little bit more. Same here, same here. Um, so here you go. Jim getting back to us. Said his, uh, his wide receivers are, are CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, Chris Olave, and Tyler Lockett. He said, but yeah, I'm keeping Burrow. Yeah, uh, I would do that. Thanks for the advice. You're welcome. Yeah, I would too. I mean, you're you're rocking out with a pretty good uh, top three right there. And Lockett's nothing to sneeze at either. He and Gino have kind of hooked up a few times this year. so. Uh, no, he's been yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, here we go. We got another one here from Trey S. Evening, Jets. Well, evening, Trey. Got a few questions. All full PPR. First one. We're going to take these one at a time. Olave or Devonta Smith? Uh, gosh, I, I have to keep asking these questions. Redraft or Dynasty? Uh, Dynasty, I'm taking Olave. Uh, redraft. Say it. I might be taking Olave. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say it. I was waiting for it. Um, my only question is because I, I, I'm reading ahead. Obviously, um, I don't know if these are trade questions or start sit, and maybe they're they're kind I'll of redraft. Okay, all redraft, and maybe it's kind of one and the same, but. Um, God, Devonta's been I'm killing not, it though. Like, I, love I mean, Smith. Like, Olave's okay, so, the guy though. So you these, know what I mean? these like, are start is, sits. Just sorry to interrupt, but these are start sits. Oh, start sits. Okay. So, jeez, oh, makes it makes it a little bit better here. And I'm yeah, actually, I still know the matchup. So, well, that's what I'm doing right now. I am talking and pulling matchups at the same time. So oh, that you, well, you know, as the host, <laughs> as, but here's the thing. I do this every Sunday. I just answer people start sit questions and on a good week, I can hit like a hundred that I answer. So on my phone, cause obviously I'm doing everything from my phone. I, um, I have the schedule up in another tab so that I can just, you know, bow, bow. I just knock them out. Um, all right. So Devonta Smith and the Eagles are going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers while Chris Olave and the Saints are going up against the Oakland 
not Oakland, mm, Las Vegas Raiders. I have not done that in such a long time, and I can't believe this is where I decided to do it. Nah, old brains. Uh, yeah, man, that's no good. All right, so. I think I'm going to Lave. I mean, Ooh. he had 14 targets last week. Like, I mean, it did. it's ridiculous. And and I just, you know, I just, yeah, I'm going to Lave regardless of matchup. I don't even know why. Um, That's fine. It, it allowed me to look it up because I was going to look it up anyway. Um, God, I hate to do it. But I gotta go the other way. I, I think. Well, I you live in the. You're you're starting to that Kool Aid starting to. Nah, listen. They I'm, they beat the Cowboys by nine, and Cooper rushed through three interceptions. So I'm I'm not I'm not totally signed off on the uh, on the Philadelphia Eagles yet. But I love Devonta Smith, so it could be a little bit of a of a bias on my part. But the Steelers are just not good, <laughs> and. Um, I think the I think the Raiders are actually, and I know this is going to be weird to say, a little bit underrated on defense. Not a lot, but a little bit. So I go Smith, but I mean that's tough. Like I, this is what I would say if I was answering this on Twitter. I would say, is there a way that you can start both guys? Like. No, because he's got Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. I, I'm kidding. I don't know. Oh, but, I was like, wow, where did you see that? Nah. <laughs> um, okay, but, Singletary or Carter. So, yeah, so we'll bump to the next one. We split on the first one. Singletary or Michael Carter. Um, I can... I can to be this. clear, I am very bad at start sit. So if you're going to go, you know, if you're going to go um, lean one way or the other, um, Maybe lean towards Josh because I am so bad about start. Like, I'm getting better, but like me starting, like my percentage or whatever, you know what I mean? Like on MFL, it shows you your your percentage yeah. of like your points or um, whatever. Yeah, your quality um, lineup. I am like typ- typically like half. You know, like I'm like in the middle of the pack or lower. So part of that could also be because my team's deep typically so it's harder to pick starters but um i always feel like i struggle all right so trey trey did answer our question um between alavi and smith his his wide receiver one is stefan diggs obviously Uh, you do that um so that that question alavi versus devonta smith was for his wide receiver two and his flex is etn so i don't think i could smart start smith or alavi over him yeah i i I get that 100%. So um, we split on that one. So Singletary versus Michael Carter. So the Bills play Sunday night against the Packers while the Jets play. Host uh, the Patriots. They host the Patriots. So we've got two home teams here. And you said it earlier, Singletary, you don't, you don't like, uh, you don't like Singletary unless that game is going to be close. Yeah, think I think I'm going Michael good. Carter this week anyway because, like, I mean, I don't necessarily know that um, uh, Robinson's going to get a ton of, um, you know, touches this week. A, his knee's a little uh, um, wonky, I guess. Um, 
So maybe they sit them just to be careful. Um, so I think we might see, uh, you know, Michael Carter get a little bit more um, volume than we'll see moving forward. So I, I don't mind playing him this this week. Uh, we're not we're not going to split this one again. I'm going Michael Carter too. Um, for everything Bill said, I mean, he said it perfectly. There's nothing I really need to add. Um, okay, Judy or Boyd. All right, so we got the Denver. Broncos. Oh, that's the nine thirty game. The uh, Jags. The Jags. And so, then we have the Bengals at the Browns, which is Monday night. <laughs> and they're and they're de- the so Cleveland's defense has been shit garbage. this year, uh, which is crazy. I thought Miles Garrett alone would would uh, change that, but um. I think I'm going. Oh, geez. I think I'm going Boyd. I I just don't. I don't trust Judy with Russ. Um, you know, like it seems like he just there's something a disconnect between Judy and, and Russell Wilson. So, um, you know, I mean, we saw what happened when Rippin was out there with with Judy. He was peppering him. So ripping it, we're ripping. Cause he's, it's a, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage. So, right. uh, you know, right. Lower a dot. So, um, yeah, I'm going Boyd better offense. Um, it's the in-state rivalry. Um, I think, uh, Burrow is going to want to smash Cleveland. Um, cause he grew up in Ohio as well. So there's just all these, um, little, you know, bullshit narratives I'm making up that I'm going to pick Boyd. Um, but I don't really have anything um, other than narrative for me to uh, <laughs> decide. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're not going to split this one either. I'm going with Boyd. Uh, we've seen how Joe Burrow can take any player on this offense and give them a pretty damn good fantasy night on one on one throw. <laughs> we we saw it with. Um, we saw with Boyd last week, and obviously Boyd piled on after that. But we saw with one throw how you were like, okay, glad I started Boyd this week, you know. So, um, unfortunately, we haven't seen anything remotely close to that with the uh, with the Broncos' offense. Uh, Trey nailed it here. Uh, he actually wrote down what I thought. Uh, seems like there's a disconnect between Russ and the entire offense. Minus Court- Cortland Sutton, I will say that because for some reason those two have a connection going on, but no one else does. So, yeah, um, I think um, I think that one works out as well, where we both go with uh, Boyd over Judy. Uh, so, okay, Jim. Okay. Jim, valid question. He says his first year of doing fantasy football. He doesn't know the difference between dynasty and redraft. Uh, Bill, I'll let I'll let you take this away. Yeah, very simply, uh, redraft. You draft every year. You have a whole new team when you start. Um, then there's keeper leagues where you can keep some of the players from your previous year, bring them to the next year, and then you have dynasty, which is your team is your team. You start, you do a draft, and then that is your team. And you can make trades, you can make waiver claims, just like you do in redraft. Um, but come January, February, March, those players are still on your team. And 
Um, you know, then you have rookie draft picks. So like every year you'll draft, um, you might have three or four rounds or five and you'll draft the rookies, um, uh, each, each year. And so dynasty typically has like, um, there's more nuance to it. Um, you're, you're looking to, you know, if you want, you want to compete, but you don't want to have all old players because, so there's a little bit more, you know, you want to have some youth, you want to have some producing veterans. Um, there's just, you know, there's more things to consider. Um, so you might trade uh, Keenan Allen for Romeo Dubs uh, because, like, Dobbs is a young player that, you know, showed a little bit. You know, there's some questions still, but if you're, like, a team that's not in the playoffs or, or something like that, what's Keenan Allen doing for you? Um, so you might want to kind of get younger a little bit. And it, it's it's a fine – it's a balancing act because you don't want to go all old because if they all kind of retire at the same time, you're starting with nothing. And, and so it's kind of more like um, you're a GM – and you're actually want to build a team and you need to build them with their contract, you know, there's no contracts necessarily in dynasty, but um, you know, you don't want to have all your players uh, kind of at the same age, unless they're all young and good. <laughs> that's uh, that's the, uh, the dream, but yeah, I think uh, Bill nailed it on the head. Uh, dynasty is probably the closest thing to um, managing an actual NFL team where, you know, we don't, uh, you know, we we don't see uh, Pey- uh I said Peyton Manning. I don't know why he popped into my head, but we don't see Aaron Rodgers on a different team every year because there's a league wide draft where each team every year gets to pick a new set of players. You know, that's what redraft is. You have your team for this year, and no matter what happens, whether you you come in first or you come in last, those teams are wiped away at the end of the season, and then you go ahead next year and you draft. You know a brand new group of players to, uh, to come in. So yeah. And a lot of times, like on these shows, you're getting a lot of redraft um, content during the season. And then it kind of flips, um, you know, once we get to January, um, everybody starts focusing kind of on dynasty content um, or draft content, but those kind of go hand in hand. um, Cause you need to learn more about the incoming rookies for your rookie draft. So um, you know, one of my buddies who never really played dynasty was saying like, it's really helped him in redraft because he's learning about these rookies that, you know, the other guys in his home league don't, they're not even aware of. And, um, uh, but he's already done three, four months of, um, you know, studying of the rookies. So, um, it's kind of helped him get some diamonds in the rough, um, uh, you know, in his, uh, redraft leagues. For sure. And Jim, obviously, it's your first year. Glad, glad you're uh, you're doing it. Hope you're enjoying it. Thanks for watching. Yeah, uh, appreciate that too. But um, if you have any any questions along the way, man, don't don't hesitate to, to hit me up at Real Fantasy TL on Twitter. Uh, Bill is one of the nicest people out there at Super Duper Flex, and uh, or just hit us hit up the show at fantasy timeline and you know dm or just tag us in a question if you're like hey you know it's my first year some things i'm not understanding or trade question hit us up we'll be more than happy to uh to get back to you and 
give uh, or give you our opinion. So, Bill, I think on that note, we're out of here. Uh, I appreciate you, man. You came on kind of short notice. Said, yeah, man, I'll do this thing. Why not? We we brought the uh, the old crew back together. Uh, it was a great time. So thank you for coming. Um, you want to plug anything? Plug yourself? Nah, Bill. Nah, there's nothing to plug. I'm I'm out of the game. I'm uh I'm just I'm just like everybody else playing fantasy football. Uh, love it still. Watch a ton of content. Listen to a ton of content still. Um, you know, so I'm still in it. Still love it. Um, you know, so and it's been a good time, brother. I uh, I always enjoy coming back. It's uh um, it's always a little more fun when you haven't done it for a while. You know, it's uh you're not in that slog of weekly uh, chats. So it's uh, no, it's uh, definitely a good time. It was really, you know, it was nice to do this with you. Uh, same, man. Uh, anytime that you're on the show, whether you're, you're cover for one of us or, or teaming up with us, um, it's always a ton of fun to have you on. Uh, I love, love hearing your insight because you may be out of the game, but you're, your brain is still sharp as ever give, giving out um, advice and, and giving your, uh, your, uh, your point of view on it. So appreciate you and appreciate the, the chat, the chat, my God, we had so many questions, man. We, we didn't even have to do anything from the timeline because there's was, no content. It was just, it, yeah. It was and fun. So much fun. I love, you know, now I understand these bigger shows why, you know, when they get a bunch of questions, they can just like kind of plow through it and it's just easy, relaxed. We get to give our opinion. We don't, uh, we don't have to research stats and, and try to make ourselves sound smart. We can just go, go from the top of the dome. So appreciate the chat. Remember everybody in the chat, um, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, uh, hit a thumbs up, hit that thumbs up, leave a comment if you want to all that stuff helps out algorithms and things that I don't know anything about. Um, but it, it's, it's awesome. Uh, a show like this and for everybody listening in podcast form, listen, Wednesday at nine o'clock is not for everyone. People have lives, people have schedules, but you're listening to us in a podcast. Appreciate that. Just remember if you were referred by a friend or a league mate or something, we'd appreciate if you subscribed. Uh, leave a rate and review if your podcast directory allows you to, because that also helps us out with other algorithms that I know nothing about. Uh, so on that note, Bill, one time for the old homies, we're out of here. Late. Late.